Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It is December 23rd. As this show is airing a day before Christmas Eve, Greg and Stephanie, and it's the second annual Direct Line Christmas show. Stephanie, are you in the spirit yet? Not quite as much as you are. You look all festive in your Illini Christmas sweater. It's an Illini Christmas sweater. The reason I'm wearing that is we're pre-recording on Wednesday, and the biggest game of the year is tonight, Illinois-Missouri. I didn't know that. Illinois has not fared well the last three seasons they're a heavy favorite so i probably jinxed them by wearing this align i sweater talking about it probably. Talking but about you it. look festive do i look festive you look really festive yeah. my look wife like... looked at me this yeah. morning she was getting up as i was leaving uh-huh. and saw what i had yeah. on and said that's just ridiculous <laughs> and turned around and walked away so i don't know what that means well i look like i'm going to a funeral i'm do. all in black yeah so. but you're not No, I'm not. Okay, well, good deal. Well, hey, we are blessed to have several of our friends from our staff that are with us today. Terry Goodwin, Dale Daniel. Give Dale Daniel some props. Describe what he's wearing here. Well, it's very hard to describe. I mean, he's got jeans on the bottom. Is that like the elf, the the sweater elf? I love it. And his hat's like making noise. And we'll post that picture on my Facebook page. I love it. Let's post a video. Video? That's even better. The hat does something, I think. I love it. That's great. We've got Tanya Ward, our office manager that makes all the wheels go round yeah. and round yep. at our church. Jake Weiss, student minister, who's getting ready to head out. Tobin Hess is yeah. uh, spinning the dials. We don't actually have dials anymore, <laughs> but it just sounds good. It, it sounds good to he's say spin the, the dials. He's pushing the buttons. Yeah, but pushing the buttons doesn't sound as good as spinning the dials. Okay. And then we've got Ben Smith right. that hopefully is going to join us a yeah. little bit later, and we might have even more fun along the way. But I have anxiously been anticipating today because of you love your christmas the direct line christmas quiz 2021 edition and so everybody in the room has the quiz yep. i'm going to go through these what you you take the quiz at okay. home with us and we'll see how well you do question number one there's 10 questions right? 10, questions. 10 questions in the early go. years of christianity christmas was not celebrated what was the primary holiday that was celebrated by the earliest Christ followers? Here's your choices. All Saints Day, Festivus, Passover, <laughs> or Easter. And so, um, you know, we're rolling away. What, what do you think, Stephanie? Do you have a guess? Are we answering them We're going to we answer go? them now as we go. Yeah. Well, well Festivus is for the rest of us. Right. And that was from Seinfeld. That's so right. So I don't think that's do it. Do you know what day Festivus is? I don't. It's December 23rd. Oh, it's today. It's a Festivus miracle. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so you say no on Festivus, I say and no, you would be correct. I'm going to say Passover. You're going to say Passover, That's okay? That's what I'm um, Looking at my teammates that are taking the quiz, how many of you think that it's All Saints Day? Anybody thinking All Saints Day? How it's many of you are saying it? Easter? It is Easter. Is Easter. It? Yeah, the resurrection. Well, Passover was long before that. It was, but Christ followers, this isn't Jewish people, but this is Christ followers in the early years of yeah. Christianity, the primary yeah. holiday they celebrated Terry was and Easter, I got it wrong. the resurrection. Well, that's okay. You're going to get a lot of them wrong, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Because right. we're going to have a Christmas miracle, December then 23rd. Then don't put me on. Well, I guess I'm the host. I guess that's who you have to put that's on That's right. Number okay. two. Right. Number two. Once the birth narrative was finally recognized and celebrated, it wasn't called Christmas. Was it called Three Kings Day, 
Was it called the Feast of the Nativity? Was it called Messiah Morning? Or was it called Saturnalia? I'm going for Saturnalia. You're going for Saturnalia. And you are 0 for 2, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Anybody think in the uh, studio audience, it's Three Kings Day. Anybody? Three Kings Day. Tanya, same Three Kings Day. How many of you think it might be Feast of the Nativity? Feast of Nativity. And how many of you think it should be or it was called Messiah Morning? Now, Jake's saying Messiah Morning. Jake, I'm with you. It should have been Messiah Morning. But the answer is Feast of the Nativity. Feast of the Nativity. I think I'm just going to quit now. Now, do you know what Three Kings Day actually is? If you go to the Caribbean nations today, Three Kings Day is bigger than Christmas. (laughs) I'm not going to the Caribbean. Ten days after Christmas. Do you know why? No. no. What do you think? Any guesses? It's the day the kids get their presents. The Magi brought Jesus the gifts, and Three Kings Day is the day that the young'uns get their presents. So Did it take ten days for the kings to get there. Or well, it probably, probably took a lot more than, more than that. that I would but think. just work with it. You know, all it's right. just okay, one of those right, things right. that's developed through right. the years. Number three, which city know. in early America? We're going to say 1659 to 1681. Long, long time ago, outlawed the public celebration of Christmas. How many of you think it might be Baltimore? Do we have any Baltimore people? How about Boston? Any Boston people? How about New York City? New York City? How about the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia? I'm saying Philadelphia. Okay. And Stephanie, I hate to say this, you're <laughs> 0 for 3. The answer is Boston. Boston. Now, do you know why? Why do you keep asking? If I don't know, you're the if, co-host. I, if I don't know the original answer, why am I going to know the reason? You're the only one holding a microphone right now. <laughs> That's not good radio if someone's talking without the microphone. So here's why it took place in Boston. It was the influence of the Pilgrims and the Puritans, and it really uh, filtered back all the way to John Calvin, a reformer that really struggled with what Christmas had become. I'm going to talk about that Sunday morning, December 26th at Second Church, John Calvin's problem with Christmas. And I'm actually going to agree with him. I think he threw the baby out with the Mm bathwater, but I think he is legit to have some real, I mean, he's been dead for, you know, over 400 years, but he (laughs) he had some legitimate reasons to have concerns. So come to church this Sunday. You'll figure that out. Okay. Number four, what year was Christmas declared a federal holiday in the United States of America? How many of you say 1770? Nobody. How many of you say 1820? I'm going with 1820. How many of you say 1850? (laughs) Anybody? How many of you say 1870? And once again, Tanya and Jake are right. And Stephanie is wrong. And I must say that I think Terry has been wrong. He, he, he says He says everything that I say. That's right. You're, you're you kind of like two peas in a pod. You need to quit that because right. it's not good for you. So I probably shouldn't ask this question. Do but I know why? No, you, I don't know why. How did you do in school? Uh, <laughs> quizzes and I tests. did well did you, okay, because okay. I studied. Just but checking. Okay. This stuff was not okay. in any right. of the stuff we learned. So here's the bonus question for our audience. When was it? 1870 is okay. the answer. All right. Who was president oh, in 1870? Well, if you're from the great state of Illinois, you should know this. Abraham Lincoln. It was not Abraham Lincoln. No, he had (laughs) been assassinated five years earlier. Dale, who was it? U.S. Grant. That's right. And if you ever have a chance, Stephanie and friends, make your way to the northwest corner of Illinois to Galena, um, Grant's home for many years. It's a really neat place to visit. I thought that was where Ronald Reagan was from. No, Ronald Reagan's from Eureka. I thought it was Galena. Nope, nope, nope. You're just going <laughs> to learn all kinds of history. Take notes, okay? You'll do better oh, next do. year. So My mother is probably just Turning mortified. over? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Okay, number uh. five. Angels are all over the Christmas narrative. 
But only twice do we learn that the angel actually has a name, the angel Gabriel. Two encounters. Who did the angel Gabriel specifically visit? Was it Mary and Zechariah? Anybody? Mary and Zechariah? I think that's it. Okay. Mary and Joseph? Anybody? Mary and Joseph? Mary and the shepherds? Anybody? And Mary and the magi? Anybody? The answer is number one, oh, Mary and Zechariah. Right. Terry, we finally got one right. Hey, you're on the board. I'm on the board. That's good. We're on That's the board. right. Now, so here's the question. Since you got that right, I can't ask this. Gabriel is one of two named angels Michael. in Scripture. Michael's Michael. the other one. See, you're picking up steam. <laughs> I like that. You know what's unique about Michael? He's named in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Okay. And so That's there you go. Uh, number six, in which Old Testament book do we first read about Bethlehem? Mm. How many of you think it's the book of Ruth? Anybody? Book of Ruth? How many of you think it's the book of 1 Samuel? 1 Samuel? How many of you think it's the book of 2 Kings? 2 Kings? How many of you think it is the book of Psalms? Anybody? The answer is the book of Ruth. Bethlehem love story. Now, actually, this is not technically correct because there is a Bethlehem that's actually mentioned in the book of Genesis, but it's not not that Bethlehem. Oh, it's a different Bethlehem? It's not that Bethlehem. So the Bethlehem, first was it was it always called Bethlehem or was it called something else? I'm not a Bible scholar. I can't answer <laughs> that. I'm not sure. But the Bethlehem of David and the Bethlehem of Jesus, it's first mentioned in the book of Ruth. And this brings one of my recommendations for the day. You want to read a good love story? Read the book of Ruth. Bethlehem love story. I love it. Awesome. So, so what are you now? Two for six? No, one. I didn't even answer that one. Oh, you didn't I just answer. I didn't give you until, time. Okay. No, you didn't right. give me time right. to speak. So. Number seven. <laughs> which president of the United States banned all Christmas trees in the White House? Was it James Garfield? Anybody? Garfield? Which, by the way, you know what he was before he became president? Disciples of Christ minister. How about that? That's pretty cool. Number two, Teddy Roosevelt. I'm going Anybody? With Teddy. I'm going with Teddy. Number three, JFK. Number four, Ronald Reagan. Okay. The answer, y'all got it right. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Why did Teddy Roosevelt ban all the Christmas trees? What do you think? The shortage? He's an environmentalist. Some people would say tree hugger, but he was worried that all these people were cutting down the trees and all the pine trees were going to be gone. And, of course, today, you know, my house, uh, every year, artificial tree. So we're very I've heard this year there's a shortage. Is that true? There's a shortage of everything. I know, this but year, is right? there really a shortage of Christmas trees? I don't know. I it don't, seems I like don't buy I haven't real heard Christmas anybody trees. talking about it. Yeah, I haven't heard it. But you know what there is a shortage of, and I'm really frustrated? Peppermint ice cream. I can't find it anywhere. Really? Yeah. What's up with that? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I didn't know. know you liked it. So if you know where you can find peppermint ice cream let in the Greg greater know. Danville area, let me know. Okay. I will drive. Very right. excited. So okay. um, Number eight, we got to move along. When did the Salvation Army begin ringing bells seeking donations for the needy? Was it the 1890s? Was it the 1910s? Was it the 1930s? Or was it the 1950s? Tanya Ward, you're on fire. It's the 1890s. Since the 1890s. Now, the Salvation Army has had some struggles this year uh, nationwide. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you realize this or not. Um, When they first rolled out the kettles, they put a woke statement on every kettle. Ah. And it's really caused them a lot of harm. Hmm. I have no comment on that. I want to just remind our listeners, the Salvation Army does a wonderful job. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for their ministry. The Salvation Army in Danville, the Salvation Army in Champaign-Urbana, they're changing lives in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so don't let the mistake by some high-up executive Mm -hmm. uh, 
impact you from being generous to the Salvation Any of you, Army. Were you bell ringers this Any year? Any bell ringers this Any year? bell ringers? No. no I, I didn't either. That is a good time. Dale looks like he could be a bell ringer right now, though, exactly. right? With his, with uh -huh. his get up. Okay, two more <laughs> questions. According to Matthew chapter 2, the Magi arrived with their gifts, gold, incense, and myrrh. Where did they find Jesus? Did they find him in a manger? Did they find him in the temple? That'd be a good place to find him. Did they find him in an inn? Or did they find him in a house? Easy, a house. easy, easy. In a house. Yeah. That's right. Matthew chapter 2. And so, Steph, you're bouncing back. You're doing really good right now. And then number 10, what were the earliest Christmas tree decorations? How many of you think they were lights? Anybody? How many of you think they were apples? I think apples. Anybody? I How many of you think they were tinsel? And how many of you think it was popcorn, strings of popcorn, okay? The answer, I can't believe I'm saying this. Stephanie, you're right. <laughs> Apple. I know my food. You know your food? I know That's my right. food. So. Now, let's see if you can end on a high note. What's the significance of apples? Think about the reason Jesus was born, to save his people from, from their, their sins. sins. What's an apple got to do with oh, that? Oh, like the first sin. Genesis 3. Yeah, okay. Adam and Eve. Isn't that, that kind of cool? That is cool. Yeah, so do you put how apples on your tree? How did they hang them? I have or no idea. Or they just set them in there? I have no clue. Hmm. I just read this on Wikipedia. So okay. it's got to be true. It has to be true. It has it's to on be Wikipedia. true. So um, anyway, hopefully you've played along at home. If you would like a copy of this, reach <laughs> out to me, Greg, at secondchurch.com. <laughs> you can do you it at your family Christmas. all kinds of fun with your Christmas <laughs> celebrations. But we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to hear from several of our teammates here at Second Church about Christmas, what Christmas means to them. It's Greg, it's Stephanie, it's December 23rd. It's Festivus for some of you. Um, we're celebrating Christmas. We'll be right back after this. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Hear now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. 
Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. PC. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's December 23rd. This is Stephanie with Greg. And you're Greg, fun. you just love your quiz. You, you look, love your quiz. You look like you were having so much fun. I was having so much fun being humiliated on the air that I don't know well, hardly I've got a challenge anything. for you. Take this quiz to Christmas in Florida. And yeah. have a lot of fun. I bet. Yeah, kids my kids are going to know the answers too. I know, I'm but sure. you will know the answers. <laughs> okay. So I'll fold this little can, quiz up. Yeah, I'll take I'll it. I'll give you a blank one. I just like seeing your enjoyment. I had a lot of fun. You. That's it's good. good time. That's good. Good time. But you know, we are blessed to be able to hear from several of our teammates here at mm-hmm. Second Church. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love to learn mm-hmm. are favorite Christmas traditions mm-hmm. from the past or from the present mm-hmm. and why. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, I mean, it brings a tear to my eye when somebody tells me they're making monkey bread. I don't know if you've heard of <laughs> monkey bread or not. It's like a little a cinnamon starter. roll type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's a Taylor family mm-hmm. Christmas morning tradition. And if someone makes monkey bread in June, I immediately go to Christmas morning with my kids when they were little. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know if that tradition is continuing this year or not, but that's kind of a Christmas <laughs> so. tradition. So how about you? Any Christmas tradition you can think of or anything maybe from when you were growing up or from the present that really? You know, growing up, it was the family that came together, my cousins and just the anticipation. My parents would make us sleep upstairs and they, they would get up early. The adults would and fix coffee and yeah. make us wait to come down the stairs. And just we're anxiously anticipating. Anxiously anticipating. So yeah. I would think from my childhood, that would be um, the tradition that I enjoyed cool. the most. Yeah. How about you? Tanya Ward. Well, I mean, from my, my childhood, the my sister and I oh. would camp out under the Christmas tree. We would sleep there. At we night. were going to sleep there and we <laughs> were going to find Santa Claus. <laughs> and uh, man, we never found him, but the presents always got put out. And, and you my, slept through that? My, well, I slept through it. I'd wake up and my <laughs> sister wimped out, went and got in her bed. You know, I'm sleeping all by myself in the living room. But You are so weird. I am very odd. I am. That's right. Okay. But you're just learning that? Uh-huh. It's just coming through now. Uh-huh. Okay. Tanya Ward, traditions, past or present when it comes to Christmas? Probably our biggest Christmas tradition is what we call Aunt Rita cookies. Ooh. Aunt Rita cookies are actually Pazelle cookies, but my husband's aunt has made them from his childhood, and uh, he made over 300 Pazelle cookies yesterday. Wow. And my daughter even said, it wouldn't be Christmas without Pazelle cookies. So I've without got a really Aunt Rita cookies, question. more importantly. Are we going to be sampling any of these Pazelle cookies? Do we know? Maybe, maybe <laughs> not. What is a, I, I'm not even sure I know what a Pazelle cookie is. It's just a really thin... Like a uh, butter cookie? Yeah, it's oh, like a yeah. butter cookie, and it's super, super thin, and it's okay. very, it melts in your mouth. It's Italian, oh, isn't it? It's, it's is it made Italian? with a cookie press, and it's like 
it looks like a snowflake, and it's about, I don't know, five or six inches around. Oh, Tim the Baker. Tim the Baker. Damn, that's yes. great. Makes nice. the Aunt Rita cookies. You know, there, there's a donut shop in town that might want to hire him, no, you know? Oh, exactly. And, uh, exactly. <laughs> set him up, you know? So anyway, that's great. Thank you for sharing. Terry Goodwin, jump in here, man. What would you say is a favorite Christmas tradition, past or present, and why? So for me, I would have to say I, I do have some stories of Christmas past when I was a kid, but if you don't know, on Christmas Eve, we have Christmas services at 4 and 6. Yes. And uh, I'm going to be sharing a little bit of those Christmas <laughs> stories yes. there. Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about Christmas present, and one of the things I love is our Christmas Eve service yeah. because my whole family comes, and we're there, and then we leave here and go see Christmas lights. We just drive around, drink hot chocolate, and see the Christmas lights. And then we have a secret gift exchange the night Ooh. of Christmas Eve. So one gift we buy for one person in our family. And uh, my son's not going to listen to the radio, so I can tell you, <laughs> he's got the him. one I got this oh, year. Yeah. So he uh, he gets a gift from me that night, and then we do Christmas morning, obviously, yeah, the next day. How long have you been doing the secret Christmas exchange? I'm going to say we've done it for five or six years. My, okay. my uh, They're teenagers. They're 16 and 18. So, so my family older. just started that this year. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually kind of like that, the whole secret Santa exchange type deal. Yeah, so. and, a, and a little secret about the Pizzell cookies. Yes. There is another lady in the in the history of Second Church that made Pizzell cookies, Ooh. and her name was Betty Haas. Oh. And they, yeah. I had been in her house when she made them, and the really smell good, of the huh? house is amazing. So uh, it's awesome that you guys do that, Tanya. That's great. Let's get Jake Weiss up here now. Jake is our student minister and... Uh, Jake, when you think Christmas tradition, past or present, what comes to mind? Uh, in the past, uh, my mom, she was the athletic director in our school, and so we had this tradition every year where we'd make gift baskets for all the teachers and uh, everybody in the school, and so we'd literally make tons of sugar cookies, mm -hmm. peanut butter balls, Oreo balls, chocolate-covered pretzels, and uh, mm -hmm. man, you name it. Uh, she had dinky doozies, all kinds of what? stuff, and so. Wait, stop. Dinky doozies. What? What's a dinky doozy? Uh, so wow. a dinky doozy is two. It's her famous chocolate chip cookie. So it's two chocolate chip cookies with uh, icing in the middle. It's like wow. a little cookie sandwich. It's now, from you're heaven. You're getting ready to go see your parents, right? Yeah, so that's that's one of my favorite things about Christmas is honestly just being able to hang out with family. Mm -hmm. Any chance um, we can get some dinky doozies back to Danville, or is it? I might be able to swing that. Yeah, we'll I see. Bet. And is that a technical <laughs> name, or is that a Weiss name? Uh, you, uh, it's probably just a Sandy Weiss name, right I there. I love it. So. Go Sandy Weiss. Yeah, yeah, give us some dinky doozies. That sounds sure. good. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Dale Daniel, jump up here. So festive looking on this day. You know, Dale and I are the only ones that are playing along with the, <laughs> with the Christmas wear, but um, it's good stuff. Christmas traditions, past or present. Yeah, um, as on a personal note, I think something I've done f for years is on Christmas Eve, when I, probably everyone's gone to bed, I will watch uh, Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I love that. I love the different versions of yep. that, the yep. 1954 version of that. I even like the George C. Scott version yeah, of that from the early favorite. 1980s. Mm -hmm. That was good. But uh, I love that story of uh, Scrooge. And, you know, it's a story of transformation yeah. and uh, redemption. And, and I think that's what Christmas is, is about. And, you know, it's based on the novel by Charles Dickens. Correct. And it really is credited with changing the culture of Christmas in America. In yeah. the 1820s and 30s, it was more like kind of a Mardi Gras. 
Yeah, I think it was a Christmas Carol. Well, that and really just a few started to change that narrative. Yeah, just a few years ago, they they actually did a movie on that called "The Man Who Invented Christmas." It's wow. about Charles Dixon. I've Dixon. not seen that. It's a great movie. Okay, really good film. And I'd say the the other great tradition, uh, kind of piggyback off what Terry said about the Christmas Eve services here at Second Church. That's actually how Don and I began coming to second even before we were here because we were at a church in ohio and uh, we'd come back to the area to family but this is where we would we come to second for the christmas eve services we were doing that for two or three years so how, cool. how we met drew and mm -hmm. we started conversations about uh about me coming yeah. here to second church and yeah yeah here we are that's very 21 cool. years later that's neat that's great thank you for sharing tobin hess jump on up here and uh, give us a Christmas tradition, past or present. Um, so for me, growing up, we would always go do Christmas brunch at my grandma's house. Okay. And so that's always been my favorite thing to do every year. Uh, we're going to do it this year. And Where's uh, grandma's house? Grandma lives in Ridge Farm, Illinois. Okay. So that's okay. a little bit south yeah, of not here. Not too far. So yeah. Is that a Christmas morning? Um, it's about like 10 or 11 usually. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then we'll sit and watch a Christmas story. Yes. So. That's my favorite. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Ralphie. Yep. I love it. Don't shoot your eye out. Good stuff. Ben <laughs> Smith, good. jump on up here. I don't know if Ben can jump right now. Yeah. You know, of course, still recovering <laughs> right? from a certain, looking great though. Ben, favorite <laughs> Christmas tradition, past or present? I'm going to tag on to uh, Dale's. He brought up a Christmas carol, but he forgot the best one. Yes. You guys know what the best one is? Scrooge. The Muppets Christmas oh, Carol. That is really good. <laughs> like You're the right. lamp, not the rat. Like the lamp, not the rat. Yes. So yes. we watch that Christmas Eve after we get home. Yeah. And I open up a few presents. Yeah. Um, the other thing I remember from my childhood was, uh, if we have any listener, listeners from... Uh, a little bit further north of here is uh, making G-shaft candy with the family. G-shaft? G-shaft. So there was a collapse in a coal mine up near Coal City. Okay. Uh, I'm probably getting my locations wrong, but somewhere up in the Coal City area. And it was Shaft G that collapsed on the people. Oh, and wow. the uh, members of the community to raise money made uh, a peppermint candy, and they called it G-shaft. Wow. Very cool. Hey, I'm going to leave you here, and I'm going to let you transition for the second question, which is why is Christmas time special for you? And some of you have answered this already, but it could be a family thing, a church thing, a community thing, a school thing, you know, a Christmas quiz thing, whatever it may be. Why is Christmas time special for you? I like to see Stephanie kind of squirm in her seat as she tries to figure out the answer. Should we do a quiz every week? What do you think? <laughs> no, oh, yeah, I don't think do we that. should do okay. that. All right. Um, you know, being with family, uh, both, you know, blood family and not blood family during yeah. that time is, uh, what's yeah. important. So I shouldn't probably ask this on the radio, but you can edit it out if you <laughs> don't want it. But what are you wearing for Christmas Eve service? Have you decided yet? Uh, my kids have challenged me. Okay. So old school 2019. You remember what he wore? <laughs> was it a kilt? It was a kilt. <laughs> I we'll love it. We'll it's see gonna if be that warm. comes out again. It's going to be warm like this Christmas Eve. So day, well, it's always warm in my little cubby <laughs> hole upstairs. <so. laughs> ben, thank you for all you do. Appreciate you, my brother. Terry, jump in there. What would you say is something that really makes Christmas time special for you? 
Uh, I think for me that, and I mentioned it earlier, like you said, but the the Christmas Eve service just means so much yeah. because being with family and being with the whole staff and, and all the people from the church and so many from the community come in, it's just a great time. I think that was one of the challenges for me last year yeah. with, um, we gathered with some friends in a home, but we didn't meet here at the building for right. Christmas Eve. All online. So that was very, very different for us, but uh, we're really looking forward to this yeah. year. And I believe we are live streaming at 6, 6 p.m. We do 4 and 6 in person, live streaming at 6. Because I know there's some people that they can't come Correct. this year because of illness or right. whatever's happening. Right. But appreciate you throwing that in. Tanya, jump back up here. Tanya Ward, what is something that is special for you during the Christmas season, family, church, community, school, whatever it may be? Uh, it's always got to be family. Yeah. I think things are so busy right now. And um, even with COVID, last year we were able to all get together and um, spend some time together. After being quarantined, that was really nice. Um, I think this year we're getting kind of back to normal. Um, we had our kids and grandkids in town last week. We were able to celebrate Christmas with them. And then this coming Friday on Christmas Eve, we're going to go to my sister-in-law's house and, and get all of my husband's family together. And then on Christmas Day, we try and see my family and yeah. and hang out at the house all day. So that's, for me, that is what's, um, you know, the best about Christmas is just yeah. catching up with family. That's great. Dale Daniel, jump up here. What is something about Christmas time that is special for you? Uh, family. I mean, I think that's kind of a theme that everybody's touched on and it's kind of probably universal. I think yeah. being with family and spending that time with family yeah. is really important. And, uh, you know, one of, the, one of our traditions early on was uh, to have uh, went on, on Christmas Day, Christmas morning, having the kids at the top of the stairs and, and running down the stairs. Mm -hmm. And we get, we get pictures every year of the kids sitting up there. So I'm thankful we are actually our last, you know, the two homes that we had while the kids were growing up, actually had stairs. Yeah, you know? yeah. So uh, cool. I, I think if we, uh, we're, we're talking about downsizing now and going to something probably more on one level. I, that's that's actually going to change our Christmas <laughs> tradition. It'll be a bummer. I, I know, yeah. but uh, you'll adjust. But family is that's good. Mm -hmm. Jake Weiss and Tobin Hess. Let's hear from these last two, and then Steph, I want to hear from you. Okay. So, Jake, what do you think, man? Christmas time. What's special about it for you? Uh, for me, I think it's, it really comes down to family. So I really love, the older I get, I just love sitting down around the table, sharing yeah. a meal with family, you know, eating some steak or some smoked meat, yeah. whatever my dad makes. And then even just playing card games. My family, we hate card games, but my mom loves them. Okay. <laughs> so she uh, forces us to play a game with her uh, yeah. at Christmas. And it, we, we really love it. And you're probably the only one here that's going to have a white Christmas this year. Is that right? I'm assuming there's you snow know, in Colorado. I've heard there isn't a whole lot of snow oh, out really? in Colorado right now. So. Wow. We'll see. It's supposed to be pretty warm, warm wow. out and, there. And Jake, this is your last Christmas as a childless couple, right? Yeah. Next Christmas. Yeah. we got a baby we'll coming a baby, in April. So. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. so it'll be fun. We're pumped. And that's great. Have a great trip. Yeah, thank you, guys. Tobin, jump in here. Christmas time, man. What's special about it for you? Um, for me, I mean, everybody said it already, family. Yeah. Um, but I think extending the thought of family to the church family, yeah. you know, getting to be together with uh, my whole church family on yeah. Christmas Eve, that's yeah. very important to me. That's so. awesome. Very cool. Stephanie, what do you think? Christmas well, time. Uh, of course, family. But, um, you know, mine, mine has kind of changed over the years. Now my tradition is I go to Florida where my kids are. So right. that's a little bit different. Sometimes it's you Christmas. you like that or not? 
Well, I like being with I know, my kids. I know you like your However, kids, but do you happen. like being in 75 degree weather? Uh, you know, yeah. Okay. I think change is good. Okay. Is good. But, right. you know, I've had it Christmas in a hotel room and yeah. all that over the past yeah. few years. So, um, but I really enjoy what I, I think I enjoy, you know, my job, of course, is crafting a service that. Uh-huh. I, I like to think of it as it's a gift to God, but it's also a gift to the congregation. I yeah. feel like Christmas Eve is that moment where you see some children involved. You see some faces that you don't see. You always get to see the staff that comes up on the stage. And I hope that it's a an hour where um, the congregation can sit together and they feel like they're, they just got a, a gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly so what you mean. I hope I, that's how it turns out. Well, I've only experienced one Christmas Eve service <laughs> right. in person right. since I've been at Second mm-hmm. Church, and it was unbelievable. I mean, at 4 o'clock, mm-hmm. I can't get over how many people mm-hmm. gathered, and it just had that really special feel. And it's just a reminder that even if you don't go to church, even if you're not connected with the church, mm-hmm. find a church. You're welcome at Second Church, yeah. but I would say this on behalf of most of the churches in our mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. They would love to see sure. you this Christmas Eve. Yeah. How about you? Um, well, I, uh, gathering together Just with gather. my church family yeah. is yeah. so special, and having that opportunity. I told you um, last week, you know, my dream at some point is a Christmas morning service. Right. I'd love right. to start that tradition, a 9 o'clock, 8.30 a.m., 30-minute service. I just think one of the ways we, you know, (laughs) the look she's giving me right now is is priceless. But um, one of the ways we keep Christ in Christmas Mm -hmm. is by Christmas Eve services Mm -hmm. and by Mm -hmm. saying that, yes, family is important. I love being with my Mm -hmm. family, but how awesome is it to gather together and to worship the newborn I didn't. Gr- I grew up and we did not go to a Christmas Eve yeah. service. So my yeah. childhood, all the way through my young adulthood, was not that. Yeah. And then when we came here, that became the new tradition. Yeah. And so it was different. But yeah. I agree, it's it's really special. So I'm going to go ahead and mandate next year we are doing Christmas on a Sunday <laughs> yeah. morning. Of course, Christmas, Christmas is, on, is a Sunday, on a Sunday, right? We'll we'll see what happens <laughs> after that. But good memories. Hey, thank you yeah. to all of our friends, yeah. Terry, Dale, Jake, mm-hmm. Tanya. Tobin, Ben, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for your impact at Second Church. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, Terry Goodwin's going to stick around, Mm -hmm. and he's going to tell us what's happening at the Danville Rescue Mission. I got all kinds of history for you later in the show. You're listening to the second annual Direct Line Christmas show. We'll be right back after this. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. PC. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to 
at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Hear now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg and Terry. And that was fun to hear from some of our coworkers and friends, their memories of Christmas past and yeah. the things that they enjoy doing. I hope we get some of those Pazell cookies. I know. Well, what was the Jake cookie? The Dinky doozy? Oh, Dookie man. Doozy what? <laughs> I, I haven't had any food today. We're recording I in the morning. Either. I know. I, making me hungry. I know. Yeah. I know yeah. it. So. So. But we have great coworkers that most of them I call my friends, you know. So. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, we are blessed to have Terry Goodwin with us still. Terry is, uh, are you the president of the board yep. for the Danville Rescue yep. Mission? Love the work of the Danville Rescue Mission and Spring mm-hmm. Women's Center. And you, um, I want you to give us an update, but I want you to specifically talk about this fundraiser right. that you've undertaken right. and why it's so important. So if you don't know, the, the Danville Rescue Mission and Day Spring uh, function 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christmas is always a special time. And actually, uh, a few years ago, you got to join me on I Christmas did. Day. Yeah. They host a, uh, a Christmas celebration at 3 p.m. on Christmas Day. And uh, there's a feast for anybody that wants to come. And it's, and it's open. a feast, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was real yeah, it's good. a great opportunity for the public. Anybody, because we talk a lot about family, but mm-hmm. there's some people that may be f- by themselves. And right. if, if you find yourself in that situation, we'd love for you to come join us. Yeah. I'll be there again this year. My family will be there with me. Yeah. Uh, just an opportunity to reach the public. But uh, at the Danville, Danville Rescue Mission in Dayspring, things are going really well. But we we found a, a need that we have right now. And uh, we have some vehicles that have gotten very old. Yeah. And uh, there's well over 250,000 miles on the minivans that we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've kind of taken on the task. I'd like to raise money to to purchase newer ones, not new ones, but newer ones. I'm trying to raise $20,000 this Christmas season. Okay. And uh, so that we can get one for the rescue mission and one for day spring and uh, have them in a safer vehicle that will last us a while. So uh, my, my challenge to the community is if you've been blessed uh, and you'd like to give, you can call the Danville rescue mission. You can give online or you can contact me directly here at the church. I'd love to love to hear and uh, help you give towards this great mission. Mm -hmm. So, 
people may be listening and wondering, why does a ministry to people that are homeless need vehicles? Talk exactly. about that. So one of the big things that happens at the Danville Risk Rescue Mission and Dayspring is they're very involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we here at Second Church uh, host the the men and women for many different uh, events. So on Tuesday nights, we have Celebrate Recovery. Right. And uh, they, they bring a van load to Celebrate Recovery on Tuesday nights. Uh, on Wednesdays this past fall, I taught a class called Raising Highly Capable Kids at the yeah. Women's Care Clinic. Uh, and they brought, the ladies from Dayspring came to that. Yeah. Uh, I- any event that's going on in the community, I know they, they shuttle them to uh, a church, another church for an event called Rescue Us. Yeah. So there, there's lots of events they're involved in, but they don't have transportation. So yeah. we need to provide that at yeah. the mission in Dayspring. So um, speaking of raising highly capable kids, it's coming back. Yes. Talk about that. Yes, we're going to be hosting that here at Second Church of Christ uh, starting January 12th. Raising Highly Capable Kids is a is a program that's set up. It's a class that's 13 weeks long, yeah. and it's basically to help parents develop skills to help their kids develop uh, a positive attitude and a positive outlook on life. So if you've ever had any struggles or you're concerned about the future with your kids, this is a great chance to come and learn with a group of people. Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., 13 weeks. 13 weeks, weeks. okay. Yep, it'll be done before Easter. And if you have questions, reach out to Terry or Molly. Call Steph and I. I mean, I'm really thankful that you guys are doing this. What I loved about that class is you had teenagers and you had grandparents Mm -hmm. that are raising their grandchildren um, learning together, and it's a really strong curriculum. The kids kids can be young, old, whatever. It's a a great opportunity to grow. Yeah, well, that's good stuff. How can can people donate money if they want to donate towards this? fundraiser. So if they want to donate, they can go on the Danville Rescue Mission website, Mm -hmm. or if they want to contact me or here at Second Church, that would be great. My email is terry at secondchurch.com. And Danville Rescue Mission, I'm trying to remember, is it the old Fairchild School? Is that right? Yes. That building. Yep. The big building on the corner of Fairchild and Bowman. And I know that you guys do a great work. And, you know, we think a lot of times, uh, I, I take a lot of times for granted going home on a cold day and sitting mm-hmm. in a warm house mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. having that blessing. And there's a lot of people, they don't have that blessing. Yeah, this time of year, the uh, w- we love to spend time with the men and women involved there because really they're just they're just looking for a little help during right. this cold weather. And uh, a lot of them are making changes in their lives that will change their future forever. That's right. Yep. Well, hey, um, thank you. Stick with us for yeah. the rest of the show. We've got about eight minutes left, and um, I, I've kind of – been short on the history segment oh, well, let's, since I've come home from Africa. Okay, so I want to make then. up for it. Okay, let's make um, it. Christmas version. So on December 24, mm-hmm. 1223, St. Francis of Assisi stages history's first living nativity scene complete with live animals in a cave in Italy. Have you ever been good to a, a live nativity scene? Yes. I think that's good stuff, and my friends in Champaign-Urbana at CU Church Mm -hmm. are offering a live Christmas experience. My family's going to check it out tonight, Thursday the 23rd, and all are welcome. It's at a place called Hudson Farms. Just Google CU Church Christmas Experience, and Mm -hmm. I hear it's about a 45-minute uh, walk-through experience. Okay. It ends with a short service. And Neat. I just think that whole live nativity scene, as a kid, my church did it every year, mm. First Christian Church of Champaign, and I love dressing up as a shepherd or a yeah. wise man or something like that, and I think it tells the story of Christmas. So 
Are you going to try to get that here ever? I don't Is think that, we're going to no? do that we're here. I, do think, that here. I think okay. we do a lot. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to try for that. I think that's one thing that um, I'm not going to be <laughs> we'll let some other churches I do love that. it, though. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, on December 20, 1576, Edmund Grindall, the Archbishop of Canterbury, sends a letter to Queen Elizabeth, and he is protesting <laughs> her order. Here's the order that she put down. She wanted preachers throughout England to stop speaking so much, to stop <laughs> speaking, preaching, teaching. She felt three or four sermons a year wow. were sufficient. Now, Grendel's refusal to enforce her wishes, guess what it resulted in? What's that? House arrest. Wow. They arrested wow. him. That's right. So can you imagine? So they did go, they did put that order into put effect. Put it down. The Archbishop of Canterbury refused right. to enforce it. Most preachers refused to enforce okay. it. And the queen eventually backed down. But my man got to spend Christmas in jail, you know, house arrest, right. because of that. Some women, though, probably think that men... They just talk, talk too, too much. much. Yeah. Just yeah. say what yeah. you got to say and yeah. be done with it. Uh, how, Maybe that's how she how, was. I don't how know. How long is the perfect sermon in the Stephanie Spangler world? <laughs> oh, boy. What would you say? Here we go. I would say think? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Terry, what do you think? Perfect sermon time. Any idea? That's a really loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say 25 to 30 minutes probably. Tobin Hess is saying five minutes. <laughs> So, I, you know, I, I think, think the 20 to 30 I, minutes I think is 25 good. minutes yeah. is a really good time slot. Mm -hmm. I really do. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have friends that preach 45 to 55 minutes. And man, I transcribe, I, I, can't pull that I transcribe off. for a guy that preaches 75 oh, minutes. Wow. That's the, I mean, that's just the talking. Well, and here's my thing. I mean, that's a long time. I, I know preachers that, I mean, they, they'll put in 15 to 20 hours to get 25 mm -hmm. minutes. Mm -hmm. How long does it take I don't, to be able to preach 75 minutes? He, I Two don't hours. Know. Anyway, a long, long time. time, baby. Well, I'm just saying there, she might have had some you know, yeah. bad experience. I don't know. But. Last thing, history, December 21, 1620, English separatists known as the Pilgrims land at Plymouth Rock. Why did I think it was in November? Well, because. Like, because Thanksgiving. the first Thanksgiving took place on Plymouth Rock 11 months After. later. Okay, gotcha. 1621. But they actually landed Christmas week hmm. in 1620. Wow. Now, the irony of that, they didn't celebrate Christmas. They well, were the separatists. They were doing the whole uh, John Calvin, you know, don't celebrate Christmas gotcha. thing. But um, can you imagine being on a no. boat? No. I wonder if they were sick yeah, when they well, landed. a bunch of them died. I a know. A bunch of them I didn't bet. make it through that winter. Wow. So, hey, we've got about five minutes okay. left, and I want to talk about some recommendations. Right. And uh, these are some of my favorite realities of Christmas week every year. And for the movie that I'm recommending, I'm going to recommend the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Have you seen it? Yes. Jimmy Stewart? Yep. Here's why I love it so much. I just learned that learned about this this year. It was rushed to the theaters in December of 1946 mm. in order to make the awards for okay. that year. Gotcha. They had a $3 million budget. They thought the movie was going to explode, and it was a flop in mm, the theaters. Really? Opening weekend, only $1 million hmm. in ticket revenue was generated. Uh, it looked like the film studio might have to go into wow. bankruptcy, hmm. but it actually ended up being a blessing in disguise because it was not a box office hit. It was able to make its way to television sooner than later, mm. and it's become a favorite. Right. And I'm guessing this year 
on Christmas Eve, just turn on your mm-hmm. television and you'll see yep. It's a Wonderful Life, many different places. Now, you sang a song Sunday morning mm-hmm. that is a Christmas hymn, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Mm-hmm. I did a little study okay. about that hymn. I was going to try to work it in the sermon. I just had too much yeah. stuff. I couldn't make it in. But Edmund Sears was a pastor during the day and had a lot of struggles with the churches that he served, and he found himself out of ministry, mm. and then he found himself back into ministry, but only on a part-time basis. He was really burdened by the Mexican-American War of the 1840s, not the 1940s, okay. but the yeah. 1840s, and he sat down to write a poem, and it was, it came upon a midnight clear. But what they say is unique about this Christmas hymn compared to other Christmas hymns is the context is not really Bethlehem. The context is his reality in 1849 Mm. with war happening Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and personal struggles Mm. happening. And I just, to me, so many of our worship songs and hymns Mm -hmm. come out of times of personal despair. And just a reminder, if you are struggling this Christmas season, don't push away Mm. from the faith. Don't push away from Jesus. Don't push away from Christmas Eve services. It may be that that's Mm. exactly what the Lord has for you, a a Christmas blessing, we will call it. That's awesome. Charlie Brown Christmas (laughs) Special. I watched it Sunday night. It was back to 1965. CBS produced it, and they almost canceled it before it ever made its way to CBS television. They said it was boring. Hmm. They said it mentioned Babylon, which it does. They said it just did not seem to have the the Christmas spirit, and they said it was way too religious. And so um, Schultz, Charles Schultz, basically said, you have to air this. You've made this promise to me. They said, we'll air it, but this is it. And it aired on CBS, and it became an instant hit, an instant classic. They came back to him and said, our bad, we made a mistake. (laughs) And there actually ended up being over 50 Peanuts television specials through the years. And so aren't you thankful that Schultz didn't pull the the reading of Luke 2 and didn't pull the the faith aspect Mm -hmm. of it? And I still say it's my favorite TV Christmas special every year. Hey, we couldn't do direct line without our sponsors. Who are we saying thankful to? Thanks to this Christmas season. Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Deja Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tank Wash, and the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home. Terry, you talked about it a couple times, but one more time, Christmas Eve at 2nd. Christmas Eve at 2nd is at 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. Come out and join us. If you need to watch on live stream, you can go to our Facebook or YouTube at 6 p.m. Good stuff. Doors open 40 minutes before the service. Yep, 40 minutes before. Okay. And then I need to say, uh, sadly, condolences Mm. to the family of Bob Greider. Mm. I don't know if you remember Mm. Bob and Marsha. They just sang at a funeral funeral this year, but Bob passed away Mm. unexpectedly uh, on Saturday. A Timothy of Second Church, and his funeral is going to be Tuesday morning near Rockville, Indiana. Uh, visitation Monday night. I'll be posting that information on my Facebook page, but please be in prayer for the family of Bob Greider. And the good news segment, Mm -hmm. it's pretty obvious this week, (laughs) but it's the blessing of God's greatest gift, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us. Stephanie, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Terry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Ben and Tobin, Merry Christmas. Thank you for all that you do to make Direct Line happen each week. And we've got one show left in 2021, Mm -hmm. the end of the year special next week. And we hope that you will join us. So on behalf of Terry and Tobin and Ben and Stephanie, this is Greg saying Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week.